0: As I was looking through those pictures, I definitely got the sense of owners like sharing with you what was important in their life and you integrating it into this home. Like, I saw one home where, if I'm not mistaken, you like, did you build a spot for the Harley inside the home?
1: Yes. Yeah, they, he's not allowed to ride it anymore. So <laughs> It became art in their home uh, and it sits in front of the wine wall and the wine wall has this cool like LED lighting to it that's really bright and it's a fun spot for this beautiful motorcycle that that is not allowed to be ridden. <laughs> what
0: a great well, story. I yeah. love it, I love it. Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT. This is the show that not only shares with you the advantages of having your next home custom designed and built for the specific needs of your family, we teach you how to ensure that your new home is not just a custom home. It's a high performance custom home. Our guest today is Lindsey Cullum Caldwell, Managing Principal of Cullum Homes. Cullum Homes is recognized as one of the premier custom home builders in the United States being named Custom Home Builder of the Year in 2018 by the National Association of Home Builders. Lindsay is a second generation builder and she brings a unique perspective to the field of custom home building in that she is both a builder and a licensed architect. Lindsay has served as both executive committee member and as past president of the AIA's National Custom Residential Architects Network or CRAN. Lindsey, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, we haven't had a chance to talk uh, much in the last little bit, um, but I wanted to just thank you for all the hard work you've put in in behalf of the um, practice of uh, residential architecture through the years. It was a, really a pleasure. Working with you um, on the Cran Executive Committee, I know how hard you work to support architects who primarily practice residential design, and just wanted to take this moment and and thank you for for your efforts.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a great time. Cran, such a wonderful group that is really trying to fill fill a hole um, in the AIA for those residential practitioners. That was really fun to be a
0: part of awesome awesome so let's just jump right in so there as it goes with parents starting a business and then the next generation takes over for the most part that's not like a no-brainer uh there are a lot of businesses that the parents get it started and the the next generation they don't want anything to do with that business they're off trying to do something completely different and yet with you your your folks built a very successful business and you said hey i'm in so what motivated you to carry on with the family business
1: yeah the, the company's only a year six months maybe older than i am uh so i've always been a part of it um and growing up there there definitely wasn't pressure that oh this is what you're going to do when you grow up you you know, I just got to be a part of it as a kid. So I'd go to visit job sites with my dad on the weekends, and you know, I think we'd climb through the piles of of trusses that were laying on the ground and through framed <laughs> houses. And my brother and I started a, a little uh, earth mover with a bobby pin once. Like we wow. we'd get, we'd, we just had fun being around construction. Um, and as I got a little older, I'd help out in the office and I'd sweep out job sites. And I got an opportunity to help on some of the designs, you know, you know, maybe drawing some plans and uh, micro station at that time is what we used. And it, and it just, it became more of a hobby. It was just something I always was around and something I always did. And, and to be honest with you, going to school, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Um, and I went to college with that intent. Uh, and then I missed being around this business and what we did and um, the homes that we created, the clients we got to work with. Um, and it, it just kind of shifted inside me that like oh, okay that's what I want to do. Um, you know, medicine is interesting, but I'm really passionate about the this company that my family has built, and I want to be a part of that. Uh, so it's certainly not it's certainly not easy. Uh, generational ownership transition is really challenging, um, especially when everyone is related. You know, so family <laughs> family dinner is about you know talking about my kids and their grandkids and uh, and also talking about business and deals. And you know there's a, I think there's a way that things have been done, and then we we aren't the same people. Um, as my parents, we we take on different portions of the business. It's a different way that we distribute all of the tasks that needs to be done. So it's a lot of discussion because while the the company feels the same, our day-to-day tasking as family members is different. Um, we kind of had to work through. That structural transition. Um, and I think we're we're in a really good place with that now. But I'd be I would be not telling the truth if I said it it has been a totally smooth sailing, easy road. Uh, but I think for all of us, the commitment has been um, you know, this is the goal. Let's all figure out how to how to make this work for everyone.
0: Wow, that there's some good stuff there. I would say that. We could probably do a whole discussion on on how, how to uh lessons learned in, in transfer from first to second generation. Yeah.
1: I, I relate it to like somebody who knows how to run a marathon, just runs marathons all the time, just gets on a treadmill and can run at the highest speed and 10 per 10 incline and just go. And then, you know, I'm the newbie trying to hop on at the same place. You gotta <laughs> you gotta take it back and we gotta build it back up by steps. And once we kind of figure that process out, it worked really well.
0: That's awesome. So um, today, as you know, the building science, the science behind designing and building better homes is is really growing. Um, There are a number of residential architects and custom builders who uh, are really reaching out and taking the lead in, in this field. but. That can't be said about all residential architects or all custom builders. There, there is a good number of them who really are pretty slow uh, uh, adopters of, of some of the things that are really the future of the industry. Um, but that's quite different from from Cullum Homes. You guys have uh, really advocated for and taking the lead in integrating new products and processes into the way you design and build homes. Can you talk about um, why that has been the case? Why have you guys been early adopters in some of the uh, new products and processes?
1: I'd say part of it is interest. We're just fascinated by what is coming to the marketplace in terms of a a better mousetrap, a better way to do things. Um, And that's always been an interest. Uh, so the, having a passion for it, being interested in, in the tinkering aspect of trying something new, uh, that certainly helps us stay on the forefront because we are looking for those opportunities to improve. Um, you know, and I'd say nowadays, the scale of our company allows us to do that a little more. You know, we're uh, over 80 employees uh, working on these projects and it's, you know, 80 people getting emails and meeting people at, at trade shows and meeting, you know, at at a job site or a new, new somebody comes by the office and there's just more people on the team that are exposed to what is potentially new out there. Um, but I'd say, yeah, you're right. A lot of people are comfortable with what they're doing. It's the lane that they can stay in. It's the lane that's sustainable for their business. Uh, and to those people, I'd say, like, make it a point to get out, to a conference at least once a year. Even right. if it's a local conference, just to just to immerse yourself in something new and go at it with the idea of like I could find like I could improve just 2%. I could find a way to improve something just a little bit and then keep building on that. Cuz for sole practitioners, I mean you're wearing every hat. Right. So to also be the innovator, like that's a lot of time and it's really challenging and all so much of residential architecture is done by really small firms, five professionals or less. So um, I would say just just make that goal of I'm going to just get a little bit better. I'm going to find something that can improve how we draw or how we build or how we detail something just a little bit. Um, and then then you kind of get interested in it. And now you're tinkering and now it's fun.
0: Uh, that's some great advice uh, rather than being overwhelmed you know, with small businesses the old the old adage is you're just chasing your tail you like you said you have so many hats right. to wear you're just trying to keep your head above water but your comment of like just take a little piece This <laughs> go to a trade show with your eyes open yep. you know our our firm makes uh uh custom railing and we do a lot of shows like the uh, international builder show coming up uh, the usually it's uh January, February of the year,
1: yeah, we'll be there. <laughs>
0: yeah, excellent, excellent. I'll see you. So, when we're there at the booth, I, I often notice because it's so overwhelming. Um, uh, builders they're just kind of in a daze, they're just like so much to see. So, I would add on to your comment of go to a trade show. Uh, I would add on. But you got to kind of open your eyes because Mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming and you can just cruise right by stuff that is powerful and that you could you could use. So with um, with the trade shows, go in uh, with the let me see what's out here. Don't be afraid to talk to the people behind the table, because some of those people will wind up becoming strategic partners that will help you to really level up your business. Yep. And okay. they're the subject matter oh,
1: experts. They're the subject matter experts in what they're presenting. So pick their brain and then figure out if it works with your business. And and yeah, like you said, then they can be the champion for getting that product in your designs.
0: Yeah, perfect. So uh Lindsay, um it just about a month ago, the NHB put out a research piece that said that in 2022. 98% of single-family homes were stick-framed. Now, as you know, there are a lot of different ways to uh, uh, bring a building together. One of the ways that is really growing is insulated concrete forms. Now, that is a product where you have um, a foam on the outside, uh, you've got concrete sandwiched between. And a lot of um, homeowners are enjoying homes that are built with insulated concrete forms because they can offer some things that stick framing can cannot. So if I'm not mistaken, you have been using ICFs in some of your homes for a while. Can you maybe talk about, because it's a change. Like if you have a business, you tend to make more money by refining the processes that you have in place. Do the thing that you've been doing it a little better, a little more efficiently. Your your, your profit margin goes up. So at some point with these new products, you have to jump in. And so your, your productivity, I would assume, drops a little bit. But you did it. Can you talk about maybe why you decided to start to integrate insulated concrete forms in some of your homes?
1: No, so integration of ICF for us was to fill a need. Um, When we started our community um, at Mountain Shadows, which is 40 homes that we did uh, at Mountain Shadows, just close to the new resort there, um, we had zero lot lines. So we we were drawn to ICF for its fire resistance, for its acoustical performance, um, and then also, of course, because it's a really great insulator. Uh, so building the exterior walls of that community out of ICF uh, was a big advantage for us. Um, we've used that that um, that product at our 19 homes we did in Silverleaf Golf Club. Same situation, zero lot lines. We had figured it out at Mountain Shadows, brought it over to Silverleaf. And we're also doing that in Ironwood Golf Villas, which uh, is the eight homes on Scottsdale Road. Um, so we have, we have the the negative of the road being right there, but in designing using the ICF uh, to mitigate that noise, when you're in the backyard of that home, even though one side of it is to what is a more busy street in Paradise Valley, you can't hear the road. Um, and it's all because of a smart use of ICF, you know, wise placement of windows um, and just creating these blockades in the architectural process using this material to uh to its advantage so you know a lot of our findings of new products is to solve solve a problem Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why a lot of those products are on the market in the first place someone someone was trying to solve a problem Um, and so we just we just try to partner with with uh, companies and, and products that that help us make the best homes for our homeowners
0: yeah that's a great explanation so as a as an architect Um, Again, many residential architects are very small firms. As an architect, you're used to designing with uh, um, uh, 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 two by sixes as the uh, structure for the walls. They're listening to you talk about your success with insulated concrete forms. Never worked with insulated concrete forms before. Would you, do you have a way, how would you suggest they take the next step.
1: Go to a trade show and meet with an ICF contractor. Um, okay. Reach out to the contractor in your area and find out more information about it. Uh, if you have the opportunity to be part of a peer group in your area, and there may be another architect or another builder that's worked with the material you're looking you, at, you know, pick their pick their brain about it. Um, and that's part of the reason that, like you said in the beginning, you know, served on Cran Board, we're active in NHB Builder 20 groups. Like That we take advantage of that That peer-to-peer network is so much of how you just keep growing um, as a business owner and keep your business moving forward. Um, but yeah, learn learn more about it. And m- not all of our homes are ICF. It's not the right solution for, for every project mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't really bring our framing costs down for us. It's, it's an additive piece. We don't save a lot on our framing package when we do ICF but we do it because it's the right thing to do for that home. Um, and as an architect, a lot of your responsibility is, is to be that subject matter expert and, and guide your client to what is the right solution for them, for their site, for their project, for their budget, um, and to figure that out with them, with all these tools in your tool belt, all these products that you know about that can create the best experience for that homeowner.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And and having worked with a number of um uh, architects and builders who do use ICFs, and and also the the trade associations that they they um, uh, belong to. If you are in that position where you're like, you know, the stuff that Lindsay's saying makes sense, I should explore a little bit more. Uh, or if you're the the homeowner and your architect is designing um, the stick frame uh, wall structure, you can actually get help from either the ICF manufacturer or from the trade associations to help the architect transition from the way they would have normally designed the home to including insulated concrete forms. So there's a lot of help out there. So if you're the homeowner, you're like, hey, I want to know more about this this building system, um, insulated concrete forms, ask the architect about it. Between the insulated concrete form manufacturers or the trade association, they can help. In fact, helping them with training their, their installers. Uh, I know that uh, Lindsay, you guys kind of do everything uh, in house there. Do you have subcontractors that you have to um, get ramped up sometimes on new products that you want to include in your homes?
1: Yeah. So we, um, like I mentioned, we have about uh, just over 80 people. Um, on the team and that runs from ownership through design uh, In we do interior design and furnishings as well obviously we have construction management um, our field support team we have a full renovations division doing multi-million dollar renovations all over town Um, and then we've got the our home concierge team which takes care of all of our homeowners and their properties uh, after they move in uh, so it's a big, a big scope, and we're always bringing on new trade partners. We don't self perform very much of our work, um, but we are always betting new trades. Mm-hmm. Most of our trades have been with us for many, many, many years. Uh, and we work together in partnership to make sure you know we're we're working with them um, on how the column way of doing things, as we call it, yeah, um, and that, you know we're, earning at the end of the day they're earning at the end of the day the customer is happy and feels like the home is a good value at the end of the day and it's all a really positive experience uh, so we see especially like we have really long-standing trade partners and they're just an extension of the column homes team uh they're they're the subject matter experts in their in their fields and we we lean on them a lot to help in finding those new products uh you know there's something they might may want to try out like okay let's let's figure out how we can integrate that into what we do because that might be a better solution saves everybody money or it saves everybody time. Um, it's, it's a better solution for the homeowner, you know, it could be all three things. So, um, we really see them as an extension of of our brand and of our team and the whole experience for our homeowner.
0: I love it. And, and, you know, when you, when I listened to you explain that, it brought to mind how, if you're looking, let's say you, you want to do some remodeling, you're looking to do some remodeling, um, trying to just find someone that you're going to go with can be a little bit of a challenge because um not everyone is going to take good care of you and if you're not in the industry it can be a little bit difficult it's so much um it's so different when when a subcontractor yeah. is working with uh, a a a recognized and respected home builder like like your firm The subcontractor not only wants to take care of the homeowner on the project, but the subcontractor wants to protect their relationship with you. Um, And so it's one of the reasons why I really recommend if you are looking to have some work done, it helps to have somebody that's been in the industry for 30 plus years to talk to because they can help connect you with the right team for your project. Would, Would you agree with that? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we, I like to say we want to be the place people come first. Because we if you want to build a home of this caliber in our market, what will bring together the team that's going to be able to do that to execute some really complicated projects, um, but also execute, you know, a, a project of a smaller scale. Um, and we have some renovation clients that then become new construction clients, mm-hmm. uh, then become second time new construction clients, you know, uh, because they they enjoyed the building process. Uh, so we try to, you know, everybody on the team is a part of that experience. Um, and, and we try to keep that cohesive and, and to kind of pull this back to what we were talking about earlier about um, integrating new technology into the homes, Um, our home concierge team is so critical in allowing us to do that because like the air conditioning system that we use for indoor air quality, for example, it's more complicated than a typical system. Okay. So if you, if you hire a handyman independently that doesn't know about that system, they may think it's not performing properly because it doesn't make the same noises. It doesn't click the same way. It's not set up the same way as what they're used to seeing. So man- keeping the home concierge team, keeping our clients with us through that process, we know everything that went into the house. We know all the systems. We know all of the like newer stuff to the market that yeah. hasn't, hasn't hit that tipping point where everyone knows what it is. Um, and so c- in caring for the home, um, we, we can usually get to a solution more seamlessly uh, because we have a better understanding of what's what the system actually is.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. It, it brings up a question for me, though. So you build a home for me uh, and then at some point I sell it and I'm saying, Lindsay, let's build the second one. Second one's built. I move in. I sell the first one. Sometimes the homeowner doesn't take the time to explain how to maintain the home <laughs> to the new homeowner. And there therein can be some challenges. Is there a way that you could your team would help in that situation for the new homeowner, being able somehow to understand how to take care of this beautiful custom home they just bought.
1: Oh sure, and uh, we've gotten known in the market. A lot of the agents will note that it's a column home in the listing uh, when somebody's going to sell a home we built for them. Um, it's like a good a good thing to have in the listing, I guess. Uh, so in that way, the agents sort of know to connect them with us. Um, if the homeowners have the chance to meet each other in the transaction, um, then, of course, they can rec- recommend our team as well. Mm-hmm. And we've had a couple of people that see, you know, we put this plaque out in the front by the front gate when when we finish a home. And they're blowing off their lawn or something and see the column homes plaque. And we've had a couple call the office and say, hey, like, who should take care of my house? And nice. "Oh, let me connect you with our home concierge team. Um, so it, it definitely happens that way. Um, but when we we maintain homes, let's say someone signs a contract with us to build a new home, sometimes we maintain the home they're currently in now. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a column home. It's kind of a um, we're happy we, we get some new construction clients from people that we've just managed their non cullum home for them and they get used to our team and comfortable with with our our column homes family uh, and feel like we're a good fit for them. And then when they want to build a new home,
0: we're, we're right here to help with that too. I love it, I love it. Okay, so um, changing gears here just a little bit. Sure. There's um, a couple different options when it comes to um, buying a new home. So you could just buy a home that uh, the builder built on, on spec. Um, you could buy a home that is a um, uh, one-off. You could buy a home that's in a community. Uh, there are some national builders that be, be basically build out a whole city. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that you guys um, at Cullum Homes are experienced across all those those different uh, areas. Is there any difference in buying a a, a custom home um, where the the builder is really the developer of the community as opposed to just buying? a one-off home on a lot somewhere. I
1: think the advantage to that, it just depends on what you're looking for. You know, the communities that we create, um, a lot of them tend to be attached to golf courses uh, or other lifestyle amenities. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're buying into that lifestyle. You're buying into, our our Senate, the Phoenician Project's 51 homes um, attached to the Phoenician Resort uh, you're buying into the ability to walk over to the resort spa, walk up to the resort, like you're in closer proximity to your neighbors. So you get get more of that neighborhood vibe in the home um, and in your, your community. Um, we also have clients that are like the steepest lot in Paradise Valley on the side of a mountain uh, that's like near, you know, it's a pretty windy driveway to get up there. And um, they want to be on the top of the world and see the amazing views. from that location um so it it just depends we kind of want to be able to fill all of those all of those niches um communities it's what uh, helped save us through the crash in 2008 and that might be a whole nother podcast to talk through
0: Uh, so we (laughs) started getting
1: known for curating these what we call lock and leave lifestyle homes um, before anybody else called it lock and leave um, it's the same homeowners we used to have pre-crash for the giant acre, two acre, five acre lots, mm-hmm. same people, they want less to maintain.
0: Mm-hmm. They still
1: want a high quality home. They still get about the same size, you know, uh, number of bedrooms and office mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, but it's on a smaller footprint in a more manageable, um, in a more manageable lot size and they're closer to their neighbors. You know, I've, I've had, a one of our homeowners in our seven desert mountain communities, I want to know the people I live next to. Yeah, uh, You know, I want to walk down the street when I'm exercising in the morning and wave to people. Yeah, but I still want to live in a really beautiful, really nice home. Uh, so we're trying to meet both of those niches. Um, so the, the advantage is the proximity, if that's what you're after. Um, but whether our homeowners are on the side of a mountain or in one of our communities, the the scope and scale of services is the same
0: excellent excellent yeah I guess it just really depends on what the homeowner is looking for and hence it gets back to custom uh yep. you get to you get to work with the builder to bring to life whatever is best for your family
1: yep you know and our communities are still all custom homes I say they I always say they they're like cousins but there's no twins. Uh, they, they <laughs> all look like they kind of belong together you know, lining up on the street, like you're lined up for a big family photo, but none of them are the same. Um, we provide base, you know, base plans just to give people a sense of what fits in the space. Uh, but that's about as far as I go. We've never actually built one of those.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great analogy. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, architects in general. So you're, you, you've worked with, Uh, a lot of architects um, with the work that you've done with CRAN, Residential Architects. And um, you can correct me if I'm wrong from your perspective, but a lot of the feedback that I have gotten from custom builders and the subcontractors that are working with them is that architects don't get the hands-on this is how the thing you designed comes to life in reality when we're in the trenches putting it together. They get a lot of instruction on design, but not so much on how things uh, have to be built. So the fact that you are both, you're both an architect and a custom builder, does that give the homeowner an advantage as opposed to, to just um, you only having one or the other uh, expertise?
1: Um, I, I would say yes. Uh, and that's why our company is structured the way it's structured. Uh, I think one thing that's really missing in architectural education um, is the collaboration with build professionals. Um, and the ability to do internships where you are on a construction job and understanding how a house goes together. Um, I know internationally, one of the professors I had, uh, she was from Argentina, that was required. You went out and you worked on a job site. That was one of your summer internships. Um, And that's really missing because you you learned so much from site visits. Um, Everything is put together by hand, taken apart by hand and put together by hand again, if it's wrong. I mean, everything we do is still done by hand, by Mm. craftsmen, um, by people who are working, you know, out in here, 116 degree heat framing a house. Uh, It's you you have to understand that perspective. um, And it really makes your drawings better because you're looking at your details from the perspective of the person that's installing, you're looking at your elevations in the perspective of the order things are built. Even coming down to how you dimension, you know, a, a bath elevation mm-hmm. and where you call out the dimensions for the sconces. Well, the electrician is in before the mirror, so the sconces shouldn't be dimensioned from the mirror. They need to be dimensioned from the framing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just little pieces like that that will help you become a better architect if you understand how the construction process works. Um, so. That's what we try to do in our firm and it goes both ways. We also like to educate our construction superintendents on how the drawing set goes together okay and, and how the how the design happens. So there's this mutual respect for the work that's done by the other professionals on the team um, and then we're all working together to make the we say we provide the finest finest home building experience and a lot of people think that means okay just for our homeowners but that really means for our teammates, and for our trades, so how can we make our drawings better? How we, can we make our processes better? How can we be better superintendents to make it better, a better experience for everybody in that group? Um, so, you know, reach across, reach across the aisle, I guess. Yeah. For lack of a better term, you know, builders and architects—they're all trying to do the same thing. We just come at it from a different perspective. It's like understanding what the other side deals with on a day-to-day basis will help. You know, help you coordinate, and I think that's why a lot of residential architectural practitioners tend to work with the same builders, and vice versa. Yeah, they just get to know each other. They get to know a vibe, and and they get to know a workflow, and and it it ends up being a partnership, just not in the same company.
0: So I have a question because um, what you just described to me, if if I was a a, um, construction superintendent, I would choose to work for you because. I am going to get educated on the larger picture of the the the, the dynamics of the field. I, it, it is hard to find labor today. So I got to think you must have a really good program for retention because I would think lots of people want to hire your staff away from you just because you are you're preparing them very, very well to do the work that they're doing. And that is valuable.
1: Yeah. And that comes down to, to company culture. Um, I think my parents started that foundation of um, this company should feel like a second family. We spend a lot of time together. Um, We, we do great, great work together. Um, And we, we operate like a family, I guess. Yeah. Uh, We have a lot of multiple family members, working within the company, you know, there's obviously the four, you know, my direct family, there's other families that have four, six, you know, two, three people in the, in the company. Um, and we recruit a lot of friends and neighbors and people that we know. Um, so it so a lot of it has been organic uh, word of mouth from within growth. Um, and, and we have people that come in that have heard, just like you said, that, that, that culture exists. So it's something we really try to protect. Uh, We're very careful about how much work we take on. Um, You know, in in 2002 when COVID came, we were thinking it was the second coming of the crash. (laughs) We we started to take on a lot of work and we throttled back um, because we have to create the right environment. So people want to work here and want to do great work. Um, it's a marathon not a sprint we don't hire right. for projects and then let people go and then hire back up uh, we try to retain our team as much as possible and really ingrain them in, in how we like to do things and make sure they know they have a supported team and supportive family here within the Cullum Homes team um, and it's always it's always been a part of our company um, and I, I think that's why retention doesn't doesn't get hit with the training um, it's because people like like to work with each other here. Yeah, got, got keep, it. keep keep
0: that up. Yeah, that is great to hear. I I I applaud you on that. It's like you're always looking for. You said you're not hiring for for a project. You're always looking for great people, and great people uh, uh can be uh, trained in multiple different aspects of of what the business needs. And it sounds like you've got a great work environment there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you could, should interview some of the staff, maybe. But I think I think it's pretty great. I think they think it's
0: great too. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> so, hey, I want to talk a little bit about some of your projects. You know, I encourage the listeners to go to um, the column. That's C U L L U M. Is it CullumHomes.com or just CullumHomes.com? Yeah. yeah okay. So, uh, C U L L U M Homes.com. I encourage you to go to uh, Lindsay's website and uh, spend a little time looking at some of the the homes and the projects that they've developed over the years. It's like it's eye candy. It is absolutely the most gorgeous homes. And you don't have to know anything about um, building custom homes. You will recognize the quality instantly when you start looking at these images. And like for for our company and, and AGS for custom railing, That's one of the things that people notice uh, immediately on our product, because we are so meticulous on craftsmanship. And I got that immediately when I was looking at some of the uh, homes you've done, Lindsay. So I want to just help the listeners with their appetite a little bit by talking about some of those projects. So maybe you could talk about, is it pronounced Chola Heights on? Chaya
1: Heights. Yeah. I know you're not a local when you pronounce it. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, well, you, we
0: do the same thing in, in the middle uh, area. We know instantly. Yep. You mispronounce Puyallup, like Pula Loop or anything. We're like, oh, <laughs> where are you from?
1: <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Troy Heights was a uh, neighborhood of all hillside homes between just over an acre to, to five acres in size. Uh, so that was a uh, property that, we got invited to help get the development across the finish line. Uh, that's a lot of, of the projects we get involved in now. People know our brand and uh, the the quality of construction that we provide, the quality of the experience that we provide, um, that the brand has weight, um, you know, in terms of, of drawing buyers. Uh, mm-hmm. So developers or people that have land that they just can't get it across that last bit of the finish line um, will reach out to us to, to come in and, and help and in this case we were um, brought in uh, for this project and we actually partnered with uh, Phoenix Architecture, Eric Peterson of Phoenix Architecture, the one that brought us in here so uh, we kind of had a collaborative effort on on developing concepts for most of these homes to move the lots. Um, I think together we ended up doing uh, two of them and then some of the others have been done by other builders. Um, and other architects. So the, that one, we we will have finished three uh, of the homes in there. Um, that's a little unusual for us. Typically, we are the exclusive design build company on our communities. Uh, but Choya Heights was an opportunity to do some really unique hillside projects. Uh, and we jumped on that. It was a great, great community.
0: That's cool. Like, I, as I was looking through those pictures, I definitely got the sense of uh, owners like sharing with you what was important in their life and you integrating it into this home like I saw one home where if I'm not mistaken you like did you build a spot for the Harley inside the home?
1: Yes yeah the, he's not allowed to ride it anymore so <laughs> it became art in their home uh, and it sits in front of the wine wall and the wine wall has this cool like LED lighting to it and that's really bright and uh, just it's, it's a fun spot for this beautiful motorcycle that, that is not allowed to be ridden. <laughs> what a
0: great story. I yeah. love it. I love it. And, um, when you are working with your clients, you know, a listener may not have ever had a custom home, uh, design before. So maybe they won't know this, but when you're working with your clients, how do you, draw them out to get like that cool kind of stuff out so that you can include it in their in the design of their home
1: yeah it's all based on conversations um the first thing to do is just make them feel comfortable talking to you um and i think that the people that have never built before uh that's the first step you know they they don't know that we're here to listen um and as a company, we, we get there a little faster because we're not known for a, a certain style of architecture or a certain type of detail. Um, I say, I always say, like, I don't want you to drive around town and know that I designed the house, that Cullum Homes built the house because of how it looks. You know, you drive down the street you're like, oh, I know what architected that house and right. that house and that house. I want you to know that our team did that because it so perfectly represents the homeowner and their lifestyle. And they had a great time in the process, um, and they're really happy with with what we did. And the, the home quality is really high. So, you know, the designs are all different, and, and it's that's the fun part is it, yeah. trying to bring out a vision for a home that they probably had in their head, but had no idea how to get it from their head and onto paper because they're not an architectural professional. Most of the our clients have made their money doing something else. So a lot of entrepreneurs come to us to build their homes. They're subject matter experts in something else that's not this. Right. Um, and it can be hard for somebody that's used to being the most knowledgeable person in the room to sit there and say, I don't know. <laughs> you know? So we try it's, to humbling. Be, it's humbling. but we try to be the guide in that. Like, okay, these these are some options. Here's some ways you can you can get more knowledgeable if if that's what you want, or this is what we recommend that you do. Um, and a lot of times they'll go with our recommendation just from the reputation of the company over so many years um, and and how we truly work to provide a beautiful, beautiful design at a great value. Um, so we we become a trustworthy source uh, in that respect.
0: Uh, what a what an excellent way to frame it. So let's move to a different community. Um, I, I, I love golf, and i I appreciate that a lot of the projects that you work on are attached to golf communities. Um, So this is great, the Ironwood golf villas. So when I was going through that um, area on your site, I was immediately struck by the intimacy, eight custom home sites. I thought, you know what, that would be a cool neighborhood. So can you talk a little bit about um, what a buyer can expect to find in these homes?
1: Yeah, the Ironwood Golf Villas is right on Camelback Golf Course, um, and you can walk to the Camelback Country Club there pretty much. Um, the, the homes are built out of ICF uh, because of their proximity to Scottsdale Road. We were very, very cognizant of um, you know, making sure that that sound didn't transfer into the homes, that once mm-hmm. you were inside the community, you felt detached from the hustle bustle of that street. Um so the, the quality, like we've been talking about, the quality of construction is gonna be the same across all the communities. Uh, but these ones have that added piece of the ICF specifically for sound separation from, from the road. Um, but you're, you're gonna find eight unique homes. There, there was a, um, there, there's not as strict of HOA guidelines in there. So the homes are a little more diverse um, in, in the way that they reflect each of the homeowners. Um, and we did, you know, the the two anchoring properties there. We built that was what we call for-sale homes, what a lot of the market calls specs, um, so that we could anchor and control the road noise for the whole neighborhood using the design of those two end-piece uh, homes. So okay. there's, a, there's a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into how we lay everything out uh, to just really make sure it's the best, like, quality um, and the best quality of life for our homeowners once they're in the houses.
0: Yeah, nice. Again, I, I encourage uh, listeners to go to the Cullum Homes uh, website and explore. It, it'll be time well spent. So um, one of the things that I know that you're you're known for, Lindsay, is building in the Paradise Valley area. Um, can you talk about, let's say... I guess maybe like two two potential uh customers. One has already selected Paradise Valley. They've done the research. That's where they want their home built and they've purchased the lot. But maybe another one, same thing. They've heard about that area and they're like, I want to be, I want that's where I want to live, but they haven't purchased their lot. Could you work with either of those customers?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we, you know, someone that already has their site selected, uh, we hope that they come to us first so we can talk about our integrated process um, and the value that that provides to them as the homeowner. Uh, We've been building in Paradise Valley for pretty much the entire length of our company's history. Uh, We know the processes of the town. We know uh, the everybody that's involved um, so that we we can help with those types of projects to really bring them to life uh, and, and create beautiful homes. And then for people that have landed on Paradise Valley for as, as an area that they want to be in, you know um, Rod Cullum, my dad, the founder of the company, maintains his broker's license. so we have, we know where the land is moving. you know we if mm-hmm. there's a site, Paradise Valley doesn't have many empty lots left um most of the the sites that are left are are tear down homes uh, to tear down a home and then rebuild or do a major renovation um if it's on the market we probably someone's probably come to us and said hey are you interested in buying this lot Uh, so so we would love to have them come in talk about what they want to do in paradise valley um you know kind of why they want to be there and then we can take them around and show them the different places that are available to see if anything really resonates with what they're looking for.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Now, there's different home home, um, buyers uh, in other respects also, like uh, some buyers are understanding that if you're going to have the home custom built for your family, that is going to take a period of time. Is there any way, let's say I, I'm coming to the uh, community there in Arizona, and I, I would I, I want a, a custom home, but I don't want to wait the length of time it will take to have one built from scratch for me. Is, is there any way that you could help me in that situation get into something sooner?
1: Yeah, and I think I mentioned it a little bit ago. That's what we call our four-cell four cell models. Okay, uh, which a lot of the market calls specs. Um, we do about half of our workflow in as for sale models, and the other half as you know client driven customer homes. Um, because you're right, we have a lot of people that come in and they don't want to wait the three years that it takes to custom design a home, go through permitting, and then construct it. Um, and they 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 need something. They have requirements or something now, but they still want it to be high quality and beautiful. So right. um, Rod, Rod and Kim Cullen, the founders of the company, act as the clients on all of those four-cell homes, uh, guiding the selections uh, for all the materials and working with the design team to be that client eye on the project. Uh, and then we put those on the market about when we've got the cabinets installed. So a homeowner has the opportunity to really see what the home is going to look like. Um, we're always looking at what are the... What are the desires of the market? What are the design trends? Where are colors going? So none of our four cell models look the same. Um, they all have their own character and we're putting them out there to hope a buyer uh, feels that character is, is fitting for their lifestyle.
0: Yeah, that's a great a great uh, advantage of being able to have something that gets a person the same quality as if you designed and built it specifically for them. But you shorten the time to allow them to occupy it. I think that's a great thing. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how, if the builder is thinking this way about making the home more comfortable for the client, how you can seamlessly integrate some of the, what jargon terms we'd say sustainable, some of the sustainable products into their home. Now, having come through COVID, a lot of people are, are completely aware of air quality. And we have also got the thing going on with the forests Canada and other uh, burning, sending all of that uh, smoke down. So people are aware of air quality. Do does does Cullum homes address improving the comfort level, the health, the wellness of your um your customers by addressing indoor air quality?
1: Yeah. Um Clean, quiet, comfortable has been one of our taglines for for a really long time. Um, We were early adopters of, you know, the ERV, VRV air conditioning systems, which push positive pressure through the homes just slightly. So we don't really have dust in our homes. Um, It's always circulating clean, filtered air uh, through the home and then pushing uh, the, the old air, if you will, out. Um we've been doing that for many, many years. Uh, so we want the homes to be clean through that. They run quiet uh, because at the same system it's servicing individual rooms. So you're not pushing conditioned air really far uh, in the home. And you know, you don't you don't have to turn the television volume up in our homes when the AC kicks on uh, in order to keep hearing the TV. Yeah. Um, so that's that quiet aspect that also goes to the ICF or even the way we insulate our two by six. Typically framed walls. Uh, The home will be quiet when you're inside of it, very calm, very peaceful for our homeowners um, and comfortable. You should come home and want to be there. It should feel like it's your home. And that goes into how we furnish it, how we select the material finishes uh, to really reflect the personality of the homeowner. So they feel very comfortable in their space. Um, It doesn't feel like you're living in a magazine article, uh, but it's not really you. You know, the home, the home should feel so totally
0: unique to that homeowner. So clean, quiet, and comfortable is something that we live by. Yeah, man. I just, I'm relaxing just
1: having you. (laughs) Well, good.
0: (laughs) So um, I wanted to, before we wrap up here, we just got a couple of minutes left. I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about how some of the other components of the home, you guys make it really easy. Like uh, today people are so busy. You're super successful in your business. You want a custom home. You don't necessarily have time to run around to 15 different um, showrooms looking at uh, tile. So how do you make it really easy for the successful professional to design their home and to get the things they need, the decisions on those components, get that stuff all done in a way that that really uh, frees them up. It doesn't capture them. They're trying to run their business. Yeah. But they need these decisions made. How do you help them?
1: We try to bring everything in house. Um, so we, uh, at our office headquarters here next to the Scottsdale Airpark, uh, we have a design showroom where we've brought together materials from all the vendors in town, all the vendors that we work with. And those materials are here in the showroom, vetted and ready to be selected. Anything that's made its way into our showroom, our design team likes, they like the way it looks, it's on trend. Um, Our construction team has approved. We have a vendor that will install it uh, and we know how it's installed and our project management team knows how much it costs. So we can walk through that showroom and understand, are we on budget? Are we going beyond budget? Is this somewhere we're saving because we wanna go beyond budget somewhere else? Um, and, And they can really visit almost every showroom in town by just coming to our office. And, and for 90% of our clients, that works wonderfully. Then you have a couple clients every now and then we need to go out. Okay. We, there's actually this material that we really need to take you to see. So we're going to make an appointment to go with them to see that material. because you show up okay. in a showroom with, with, with Noah? I mean, there's so many options.
0: Yeah. So it's overwhelming. It's
1: like walking into a toy store as a six-year-old <laughs> kid being like, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, so we want to be that guide. The design team is the guide. I use this uh, Everest analogy with our designers sometimes like you're the guide up Everest. You hike Everest every day That's <laughs> your job is to hike Everest. But to normal people, you're like, Oh my gosh, you are hiking Everest. It's a, it's a life goal. It's something you maybe do one time in your entire life. So you want to do it well and you want to be with a guide that's going to make that a really great experience. Oh, um, so, so we are, that as our, our design team is that, that guide up the Everest of trying to do your own custom home. Um, Excellent.
0: We try to be that point of contact. So, Lindsay, it's just been fantastic talking to to you today. Um, You're just a wealth of knowledge, and you do such a great job of explaining the passion for custom homes that Cullum Homes displays and the quality that is just uh, a signature component of the work that you do. If someone's interested in learning more, about Cullum Homes uh, and some of the projects you're working on, some of the ways that you could really help them to design their home, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, you can always check out our website or um, follow us on Instagram. Um, we, You can give me a call at our office, uh, 480-949-2700. I'd love to chat with anyone that wants to work with us as a trade or um, join our team, uh, build a home with us. Um, and that those are the best ways, ways to reach, reach
0: out. Excellent. Well, Lindsay, I want to thank you for spending time with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been really fun.
0: You've been listening to designing and building your dream home. Uh, I'm your host, KT. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download the entire episode as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I encourage you to go to CullumHomes.com and take a look at the projects that we've been discussing today. We'll see you next week.